Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, it's been called a game changer for the entire crypto sector. Ethereum's biggest ever upgrade took effect today. Thus far, all signs suggest the so-called merge, which is designed to cut the cryptocurrency's energy consumption by more than 99%, was a success. Now, this comes after months of delays and revised timelines. The merge, of course, long awaited to the Ethereum system. It is a change, moving it from an inefficient proof-of-work protocol to what's considered a more efficient proof-of-stake setup. Both are ways to operate the blockchain system that manages and tracks every transaction in cryptocurrency. Now, known to fundamentally change how it creates and manages its system to become more energy efficient and scalable as well in the process, it has huge implications for cryptocurrency's future and Ethereum in particular as well. So let's find out more from Brian Fu. He's co-founder and co-project lead uh, of ZK Land. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Bharati. How are you? Doing well. So, as part of ZK Lend, I am sure that you were very excited about today's happenings. Tell us what that process was like for those of you in the space, because like we said, this comes after several revised timelines, delays, and so on. Yeah, yeah. It's a very exciting time. Um, and during the hours of the merge, there were a lot of live streams, and I was actually on the live stream with the Ethereum Foundations, where they were having a lot of core developers talking through the implications and the roadmap uh, post-merge, and uh, it was a really exciting time, really interesting, and um, the moment when it all went through with the first block um, being um, mint on the uh, proof-of-stake um, blockchain, it's um, just magical. So um, it's a first step of a series of different sequential update for the Ethereum network going forward. Right. You mentioned the implications and the roadmap. So let's talk about that. Reports say investors are pulling cash out of exchange-traded products tied to Ether. And this was in the lead-up to the merge. Clearly, there are some apprehensions. And I know that experts are divided about the next directional move for Ethereum. Some believe it's a good thing. Others are more skeptical. Tell us how you think it could change the economics of Ether and, of course, other forms of cryptocurrency as well. Sure, sure. One thing I think it's uh, actually making the Ethereum network, like you said, it's eco-friendly now and a long-term sustainable blockchain. And um, for the longest time, Ethereum network has been suffering what's called a blockchain trilemma. I think um, a lot of the listeners may have learned of this already. Basically, it's the uh, trade-off between decentralization, security, and scalability. And what we see today right now is basically solving two issues. I think one of which is the decentralized component of it where um, the mining of um, proof of work actually centralized a lot of the work towards uh, mining rigs and um, or institutions with this kind of um, technology. So right now, what it's um, enabling it for run it oper- a node operator, you would be able to operate with lower technical requirements, and you would have to have 32 ETH to um, operate a node. And uh, in essence, it basically opened up a wider general public for basically able to run the uh, node operator. And the second component is just security. The cost of hack for um, proof of stake is 10 to 20 times higher than what it is for proof of work. So essentially, um, there are dispute between which one is safer, but ultimately for the cost of hack right now, it's just economic infeasible for um, hacks to basically change the pricing and being able to temper with 51% um, of the network. And last component of it is the scalability. I think um, what 
people don't see um, at the merge is that the merge is only the first step because what it actually enables is the future steps towards the surge, the verge, and um, all, the, all the different phases going on afterwards. And what you see right now, the merge is from POW to PO, POS, proof of stake. But the actual um, implementation of the search where sharding is being introduced will be a game changer for actually reducing the cost and increasing speed of the entire network. Mm. Here's the thing. Quicker transactions, lower fees, higher speed. All of this could lead to more users as well, which could affect the value of Ether, right? So what are the implications for investors as we move forward? Sure, sure. I wouldn't say right now the, the merge itself would have any real implications of um, the value of Ether as of the moment. And any of the price fluctuation we see, I think, more or less is noise and a lot of the risk and advantages has been priced in already. But what we see is that there are long-term value accretion for the network to be um, the one that actually be able to um, open up to mass adoption. And um, also what we see in the uh, Ether economics is that um, because of the merge, you would see um, three things happening uh, at the same time. One is um, the exponential decrease in circulating supply. And um, previously, from an annual, annual issuance point of view, there were about uh, 4.3 issuance rate pre-merge, and then it's dropping to about 0.4% post-merge. And then other implementation, it's the EIP-1559 standards, which is um, some of the transactions you would get burned after setting it. And the last component of it is the lockup of some of the, where about 10% of the use in circulations are at stake for um, what, what was being said about the POS uh, node operation staking. So um, all three factors acting together, you would start to see a decreasing supply in ETH. And um, whether that would increase the price or not, I think that's still to be speculated. But at least it's getting to a point where either it's becoming a more money-like and then a better storage of value. And then it's also having a lot of utility on the side to support apps building on it and also um, in terms of payment and transactions. Mm. Here's the thing, though. Since you talked about it as gaining more acceptance, we must bring this up because authorities all over the world are scrutinizing cryptocurrency more closely. Mm -hmm. In fact, just recently, the Monetary Authority of Singapore says it not only regards cryptocurrencies as unsuitable for use as money, but also as highly hazardous for retail investors. What do you have to say to that? Um, I won't say they're wrong. But what I'm thinking is that this is a very new technology and a new um, application of the finance where um, DeFi, a lot of people are looking at it more of a speculation angle saying um, basically they, they buy one day and then they would sell 10 days from now and get a gain from it, for, especially for short-term gains. And I, I think that side of it, yes, it would be hazardous because it is, it's volatile, it's fluctuating, and uh, you don't have a lot of real value backing it from that sense. But if you look at it from a actual technological point of view, basically it's like the reinvent, reinventing of the internet where Ethereum is uh, having the tokenization to actually monetize on the internet provider. And what it enables is um, new ways of thinking, for example, how you deal with cross-border, let's say, payment and um, value exchange between uh, different parties. And also, for example, the representation of different assets, whether that can be bought on-chain and um, being able to tokenize it. So I think there's still a long way to go in terms of how the uh, the real-life regulations um, and also uh, regulated activity being mapped onto the crypto world. But 
I mean, we are going towards the right direction, especially with, for example, the incidents of tornado cash, the Luna crashing, and what we see is a lot of attention is being brought to the space, and regulators are coming in to try to protect retail investors, retail mm. users. It's and warranted, isn't it? Is, isn't it warranted, exactly. the intervention? Yeah. Exactly, and it's going towards the right direction where there would be a meeting point, a compromise between unregulated and the regulated space and how new sets of rules will be implemented to especially adopt to this crypto space. All right. Thank you very much for that, Brian. Really appreciate your time. Brian Fu, co-founder and co-project lead of ZK Lend. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.